welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast. With me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. That is right. Appreciate you joining me once again. Very much so. Please follow on the Twitters, on the Grams, at Madness if you do not already. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. I'm going to have to try and keep this, this, this damn cord. I don't have my, my Alice in Wonderland hoodie. I have a different one. I had to wash the Alice in Wonderland one. Now this one likes to rub against the zipper. My damn headphone cords. And now I'm just complaining to start off the pod. That's how, that's how, that's how we're wrong. We're just going to complain. Complain. No complaining. We, were j- we just got done being thankful. So no complaining, right? But I'm glad you're joining me. That's right. Hope your weekend was well. Really, I do. Turkey leftovers. You know, Thanksgiving leftovers in general. <laughs> oh, we're starting this one off great. <laughs> you suck, uh, you jackass. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit to start. But I love some turkey leftover. Actually, when we get done here with this pod, I'm going to have some more turkey leftovers. Because I love, I love Thanksgiving food. But... As we move past Thanksgiving and week 12, we move on, right? I mean, as Bill Belichick would say, we're on to December. As holidays are concerned, we're on to Christmas. So we must start decorating for Christmas. We've already started doing that here. Exciting time. The kids are already counting down the days. It's going to be a little bit different kind of Christmas. You know, everything's a little bit different in 2020, right? But we move on. November is wrapping up. Thanksgiving is in the rearview mirror. And we're finishing up week 12. Tonight, Monday night, will be the final game of week 12. Which means, also the final game of November. And, and, and that, which, this year... <laughs> Not that that's every year, but that also means we're going into week 13. So, after Monday, Tuesday, on Tuesday we begin. We begin December, and we begin looking ahead to week 13, which, why is that so important? Well, because, well, for most fantasy leagues, for proper fantasy leagues, week 13 is the final week of the regular season for fantasy football. One week left, and we're into the playoffs. So make sure you're getting everything you need to get done to set your roster for the long haul, for the long playoff run that you hope to go on. And do not forget, if you're not in the running for the playoffs, make sure, because once again, this is a dynasty podcast, mainly dynasty podcast. Uh, throw a little standard stuff in there and, and you know, like to talk about different kinds of leagues, like guillotine leagues and whatnot, but really dynasty podcast. And so, if you're not in the hunt for the playoffs, you're planning ahead for next year, right? And if you're like me, you want to always be in competition. You're never tanking. No. You know, there's there's that sentiment out there. A lot of people have it in fantasy football that if you're not 
playing for the championship. If you're not in contention, then you need to be tanking. But you can do both at the same time. It's really, it's really a wonderful strategy. <laughs> yes. So it's possible. It's possible, yes. But again, after we, after we end Monday night, week 12 will be in the books. November will be in the books. We're on to week 13. We're on to Christmas. We're on to December. That's right. So you go, all you listeners, I'm sure there's plenty of you, like eight. <laughs> if I'm lucky. But go ahead and continue your Christmas decorating and eating your leftover turkey, whatever it is you may be doing, and I'll keep you entertained, right? We'll go ahead and let's get into it, right? The Week 12 Madness. What the fuck? <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Week 12 was was uh, a definitely a mad one, right? I mean, speaking of mad, how mad should the Broncos be? And, you know, the Broncos in general and the fans and everyone. How mad should they be at Drew Locke <laughs> and the other quarterbacks? Because... They, they left the Broncos really shorthanded, and what a fucking atrocity that was. Apologies to Mr. Mr. Hinton, Kendall Hinton. I'm sure you were a decent quarterback in college, or maybe not, and that's specifically why you switched to wide receiver. <laughs> but it, you can't expect anyone. I remember several years ago. I don't remember how many years ago now, but as a former Vikings fan, I say that. I still kind of have some love for him a little bit, I guess. Not really. I don't know. <laughs> but as someone who really used to root hardcore for the Minnesota Vikings, I can remember when they were just having a terrible go with the quarterback position, and they decided to trade for Josh Freeman. That's right. And after being there just a few days, they decided to put him in on this Monday night game, and Good God, it was bad. So, and I mean, that's a dude who you could say whatever you want about him. He had, a, you know, a few flashes during his first couple of years. I mean, but this was a dude who, who was planning on playing quarterback in the league. Like, Kendall Hinton came, he, he was an undrafted wide receiver. And he just had nothing. And the, the play calling was atrocious. I mean, they started off like, the first few drives just trying to do a shit ton of wildcat to fill up lids. Like, it was just, oh, man. Oh, what a mess. And then Philip Lindsay got a knee injury, of course. Why wouldn't he? You're trying to do crazy shit. It just, I, it, I watched a good chunk of that game. It was, it was maddening. Maddening. Because I really wanted to see the Broncos somehow upset the Saints. Because I'm not big on... Taysom Hill. And let's face it, he didn't play that well either. He had a couple of rushing TDs, but he wasn't anything special. The Saints weren't anything special. It was a lot of Latavius Murray, 124 yards, two touchdowns. But it would have been fun. It would have been perfectly 2020 for the Broncos with Mr. Hinton at quarterback to beat the Saints. But it was not so. It was not so. 
Broncos D can only hold on for so long, man. And woman. And Taysom Hill, like, again, nothing special. But, hey, they got the win, and he got a couple rushing TDs. So, man, there you go. Now, the opposite of an atrocity, or, you know, one of the things you could say is the opposite of an atrocity, would be delightfulness. A delight, something delightful. Like, we mentioned Taysom Hill. Well, we go to Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs, who are very delightful. And Tyreek Hill, 13 catches, 269 yards, three touchdowns. Hat trick for Mr. Tyreek. And the majority of that was like <laughs> the first, like the Chiefs just came out firing and put it to the Bucks, and then the, the, the Bucks and Brady, they made a little bit of a comeback. They pushed back. And, you know, you had your regular characters, Gronk, Godwin, Mike Evans, got a little bit of love. But Antonio Brown, just a couple of catches. Just a couple of catches. My son, my oldest son, who is, who is now 20, and he's getting more and more into fantasy football. I always tried when he was a teenager, but he just never never could really get into it, even though he enjoyed the football. But he, he's been getting more into it the past couple of years, and he likes to hit me up for advice. And he was asking, particularly about Antonio Brown, and if it would be wise to play him over Mike Davis or Miles Sanders. And I said, no, 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 son, you cannot do that. Sure, Antonio Brown had a good game last week, and he's bound to have them from time to time. Part of the problem as a Godwin owner is that they do have so many weapons, the Bucks, right? So that does make things difficult. But when it comes down to it, there's some guys that have been there. Not just been there this season with Tom Brady, but that have been there with Bruce Arians, that have been there on that team. And, you know, A.B. will surely have his games here and there, but, you know, th there's a lot of weapons. And I would say some on the pecking order a little bit higher than Mr. Antonio Brown. And that's what you got. That's what you got. You got two catches for like 11 yards or whatever. <laughs> and yet another hill we must discuss. This one plays for the Atlanta Falcons, Brian Hill. And I, I remember saying on the last pod I was a little bit worried. Now when I put out my player profiler article, the infirmary article to today or yesterday, yesterday morning before the games, that came out early Sunday. And it usually does early Sunday or late Saturday, one of the two. But I talked about Brian Hill in that one too. And I expressed a little more confidence. If only Julio Jones played. But he didn't. And yet... The Falcons still came out firing. Now, the offense wasn't completely crazy. I mean, you look at the stats and everything like that. But when you look at specifically Brian Hill, he was not good. Not good. I mean, Ito. Ito Smith, who's not done shit. And he comes out and looks much better, has a better day, better yards per carry, but and, and he got a touchdown. So you just can't trust Brian Hill. This, the, Like I said, I remember this happening last year a couple of times when he took over and started. Disappointment. I feared it might happen again, 
And it did. <clears throat> what a shame. And what the fuck happened to Las Vegas this week? They go toe-to-toe with fucking Kansas City, and then you get romped on by the Falcons. Not to mention Josh Jacobs leaves with a bad ankle injury. Like, Sorry, sorry, excuse me. I was going to try and wait, but uh, I got a little bit of a runny nose, so I'm just going to take care of that real quick. Apologies to those on the video, I apologize. It's the way. Anytime it starts to get cold, really, it's just weather changes in general, I think. They really get my allergies going, and just I just have some days where I'm just super mucusy. Probably TMI for all of you, so apologies. But you know how I am in the chatter, this is how I roll. So we keep it moving, keep it moving, keep an eye on the news for Josh Jacobs. Goodness. Also with a hat trick. <clears throat> And I guess I put that shit out of order because that should have been right after the Tyreek. Because <laughs> Tyreek Hill had a hat trick. Also with a hat trick, though, King Henry, 178 yards, three touchdowns. As the Titans also romp, smoke out those Colts, who everybody was starting to buy into, right? And everybody was starting to worry about the Titans. You can flip that shit around. A.J. Brown pitched in, four catches, 98 yards, and a TD now. He had a long of 69. It was a badass run, right? So just a few catches other than that, but still, hey, had a day. Colts struggle, struggle badly. No Michael Pittman. That was, uh, you know, I, I come to expect. I'm like, like I said in the last pod, I've been liking him more and more every week. Just the way he's been involved. But today the rook didn't have much at all, much at all. Colts struggled all around, though, but we did have a T.Y. Hilton sighting. It's fucking fantastic. A T.Y. Hilton sighting. That's right. Four catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. It's about damn time. Hello, T.Y. Hilton. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. That's right. So, Titans take care of business. They're back on top in the division. There you go. Teddy B. Yeah, he almost did it. He almost did it with the comeback in Minnesota, but not quite. Kirk Cousins actually gets the last laugh, the game-winning TD, which is interesting. But the real story of the game was Justin Jefferson yet again. Seven catches, 70 yards, two touchdowns. On the other side, Robbie Anderson did play well, four catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. DJ Moore, not so much, and picked up an ankle injury in the game. Now, neither of these teams are playoff-bound, but they keep fighting. You know, I suppose there's a small chance since Minnesota won they can get him, but regardless, not that important of a game when it comes down to it. Just fantasy purposes. And Dalvin Cook, like, <laughs> who got hurt, came back in, and I know everybody was sweating. I was sweating. Dalvin Cook got hurt, but he's good. Should be good to go. But uh, it, 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 it is a shame. Because I, I did want to see Teddy played better. He didn't have the greatest game. And then they he did drive him down the field towards the end. Too much time on the clock. They just, that's, that, you know, it's a shame. But it, it seemed like a good game. It just, in the long haul, in the big picture of the NFL season, 
mattered a little bit less than some of these other ones, but lots of fantasy stuff involved, like I said. Neither team playoff bound, most likely. Moving on to who is playoff bound, and that's the fucking Cleveland Browns. That's right. The fucking Cleveland. Most likely. Most likely. Unless they collapse towards the end. But man. And holy shit, I was wrong on Jarvis Landry for the week. I thought it'd be more Higgins, uh, some Kadero Hodge. But no, no, it was uh, it was Jarvis Landry, 143 yards and a touchdown. Hooper caught a touchdown. And Chubb was really the rock, just 144 yards, a touchdown for him. He had three catches for 32 more yards. And hey, on the other side of the ball, James Robinson was pretty awesome too. I see a lot of talk about him on Twitter. And some people believe you need to sell him high because of draft capital and this and that and this and that. And I'm like, you know, you got to think. This dude's going to be cheap as fuck for a few years. And why wouldn't they hang on to him? He's been great. He's been great. I'm going to hold him unless I get some badass offers for him. That's the way I'm approaching Mr. James Robinson. James Robinson. 128 yards and a touchdown. Five catches, 31 yards. Thank you, Mr. J-Rob. Good game. Now, I did expect more from LaVisca Chenault. And, to be honest, I totally whiffed on Colin Johnson, who had 96 yards and a touchdown off of four catches. And I, I just didn't have that much faith in Mike Glennon, really. And I figured, if anybody is going to get some output from besides James Robinson, it's going to be Chenault. Because they can put him in the backfield, because they can run him, you know, they can use him in all sorts of ways. And so that's kind of what I expected. It wasn't so much a knock, because I do like Colin Johnson. I just, I guess I didn't expect Glennon to be really looking that direction, because you also had Keelan Cole out there, who's done some damage this year. But sometimes I do, I do fail to realize that some of these guys, you know, the lesser, uh, you know, the players more down on the depth charts, you know, they're going to develop some chemistry themselves with each other. And that could be part of what happens. You see that happen before. It doesn't necessarily mean, hey, these guys definitely, you know, you can't put the narrative on it, right? Well, these guys played together in college, so they're definitely going to be an awesome fantasy duo. Or this guy, what was the other example I was just using? <laughs> fucking trained derailed. <laughs> What the hell was I talking about? Oh, Colin Johnson. Yeah. I don't even know. That's a big, big train derailed. I brought up one thing and it totally got, got me off track. But Colin Johnson. I should have thought more about him. Oh, yeah. The whole college connection. Sorry, back to what I was saying since it just popped back the fuck in my head. This is why I don't edit this shit. Transparency. And I'm mad. The mad chatter. It makes sense. If it, why, why am I going to try and edit it, make it all even nicer? No, no, no. So before I forget again what I was saying, there is that idea that, you know, sometimes that can help. If, you know, the second string quarterbacks playing a lot with some, you know, receivers that are further down on the depth chart, all of a sudden, second string quarterback is in the lineup as the starter, and you got some wide receiver injuries, he might be looking for guys he's more comfortable with. Now, that's not always the case, of course. Again, you can't spin this narrative on it. There's not enough depth. I mean, maybe there is. You'd have to look into it. But you have seen this before. 
maybe that's a little bit of what's going on there. All I know is Colin Johnson played well, and I'm still waiting to see more from LaVisca Chenault, to be honest. To be completely honest. Ah, <sighs> yes. I also missed on another one. Well, I missed on a few this week. <laughs> Not just Lander and Colin Johnson, but I missed on Darius Slayton. I really thought based on the way that the Cincinnati Bengals defense was giving up points, that Slayton would have a much bigger game. But he got a giant donut. And really, Evan Ingram was the stud on the offense. Six catches, 129 yards. Some big catches, some deep catches. A couple of those, I would have thought, would have went to Slayton. But not to be. Not to be. Six catches, 129 yards. And the Giants win. They got a little work from Gallman and a touchdown. Uh, but disappointing news comes with the win. Danny Dimes has a pretty bad hamstring injury. You saw in the game, he got hurt. He tried to play another play. He ended up going out. He was done. And so he's going to miss some time. And Colt McCoy did not play terrible in relief. Colt McCoy's always been a solid backup. Someone who can come in and give you a little bit. So the Giants offense, I don't see changing a ton because it's nothing super special with Danny Dimes in there. He's just got that rushing ability, which I guess could make a difference. <laughs> but I think Colt McCoy will be okay for a couple of weeks if it comes down to it. And, you know, it's weird, but I have to wonder if the Washington Foreskins are the best team in the NFC East. Sorry, you can say Washington football team if you want. I'm going to keep rolling foreskins. Just because. <laughs> but they might be the best team. They just might be. I mean, you got to love Antonio Gibson. you got to love Terry McLaurin. I mean, it's not like Alex Smith is setting the world on fire, but it's nice to see him come back and playing decently after what he went through. I mean, fucker almost died. Shit. So, I'm kind of looking at Washington as, holy shit, that might be the team. And we'll see if that amounts to anything at all come playoff time. Probably not for any of these teams. But, you know, for those of us, me included, you know, that's why I say us, for those of us who really thought Dallas was going to, you know, turn it on and get going, well, we just saw in Turkey Day, they just, it's not to be. Zeke doesn't have it this year. The offensive line has fallen apart. Andy Dalton is very hot and cold. So, sorry, Cowboys fans, that shit's a mess. A mess. <sighs> On the other side of the ball, the Bengals didn't play terribly with Brandon Allen, made a game of it, damn near beat the Giants, actually. T. Higgins had a touchdown, and... and it was interesting. I got I woke woke up yesterday morning or Saturday morning actually. Yes, it was Saturday morning to a trade. And the trade was someone wanting my Michael Thomas in exchange for T Higgins, a 21 first, a 21 second, a 21 fourth. Michael Thomas for T Higgins and three picks. I smashed that fucking button. Why? <laughs> I've never been big on Michael Thomas. I took him specifically 
and some startups not too long ago just because I'm like, give me one or two good years and I sell that motherfucker. And I see the end of the line coming with Michael Thomas. Not that he can't be productive, but those days of him doing what he was doing, being a top stud, no. Those days are over. Why? Because Drew Brees is nearing the end. And if, if this Taysom Hill thing is what the Saints have in store for the future, it doesn't feature a ton of Michael Thomas. Okay. Or so far, thus far, Alvin Kamara. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Although I could see today they were just kind of looking at Denver like, we're, we're probably going to beat this team. We could take it a little bit easy. We don't need to run Alvin into the ground. So we'll just use a little bit of Latavius. So maybe that's what happened there. But regardless doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. And you're going to give me T. Higgins, who is likely going to be Burrow's number one guy over the next several years. Well, him and, you know, Tyler Boyd ain't going anywhere, and I like Tyler Boyd. But at some point, by A.J. Green, by John Rossi, they ain't even using him. They got what? Mike Thomas. Not Michael Thomas. Mike Thomas. Auden Tate. I mean, they got some okay guys, but... That is the T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd show at wide receiver. And T. Higgins, I'm very happy to have, along with those three picks, for Slant Boy, who's going to have some troubles at quarterback in the coming years, in my opinion. Because it ain't Taysom Hill. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> it just... I just don't think... I just don't think... I just don't think they have played... The two games Taysom Hill has played has been against the Falcons, which, you know, you can look at today and go, hey, they put a beat down on the Raiders who hung in there with the Chiefs. But they played the Falcons. Divisional game. So, okay, give you a little love. You played all right. Your debut. All right. But then this game, they just didn't do a whole lot. Even though it looks, the, the box score says they they killed the Broncos. But you have to remember what was going on with the Broncos. And, like, it's not really not as impressive as the score would suggest. Is is all I'm saying. It's just all I'm saying. But anyway, general consensus of that whole game was good job for the Giants. You know, it's, it's, it's likely between you and the foreskins. But disappointment awaits with Daniel Jones hurting his hamstring. But I'm sure they should be able to keep their heads afloat with Colt McCoy. Now, another team got a win with some disappointment along with it, and that would be the Buffalo Bills. Because they did beat the Chargers, um, but the Chargers certainly did not look great. Part of that, was Buffalo's D played solid. And then, you know, it was great to see Austin Eckler back, by the way. I do, I do like him, even though I got rid of my share. My, I hate that word, shares. I can't believe I just used it. Ugh. I had Mr. Eckler on a few rosters. I no longer do. I parted ways with Mr. Eckler and appreciate my compensation. And so far, it's been a boon, but uh, that's only at his expense for injury and whatnot. So I shouldn't say it like that, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, he's been hurt, so I, I really haven't missed him on my roster. But it was good to see him back. 44 rush yards, 11 catches for 85 yards. He'll keep rolling. He'll keep rolling. He'll be fine. But back to the Bills. They had this game. But they just... They make too many mistakes. Like... Josh Allen. He didn't even go over 200 yards total 
total. He had two touchdowns, one throwing, one rushing. Two turnovers, one interception, one fumble. And it's just not great. I mean, that's cool that they're winning. But at some point, they're going to be in some shit in the playoffs against a good team. And you just got to wonder if Josh Allen is making these mistakes when they're ahead in week 12 against, against the Chargers. Like, if this is what's happening, what the hell are you going to be like against those good teams later on in in the year? I just... Mm. But, Gabriel Davis. <laughs> Told y'all about him, Gabriel Davis. 3-79-1. Not bad, not bad. As I said, didn't expect a big day from Stephon Diggs, and he, it didn't happen. Like, Josh Allen, for the most part, really struggled. As a matter of fact... <laughs> Who did Gabriel Davis catch the touchdown from? That's right. Cole Beasley. <laughs> so, so yeah. Yeah. Circle them wagons, Bills fans, Bills Mafia. I just, my brother's one of y'all. And I just feel for you because I have a feeling disappointment is coming playoff time because this kind of shit right here that was happening today ain't going to cut it against someone like other Chiefs or the Steelers. Probably won't even cut it against someone like the Titans or the Colts. So, you should be very wary of your position. Just saying. Just saying. And then, in the other, well, Let's just be honest. Less interesting games. We'll just do a quick run through. Devontae Parker, eight catches, 119 yards. And Mike Gusecki, two catches for 35 yards and a touchdown, both of whom I suggested. Did their thing in the win over the Jets, but the Dolphins, uh, they rolled with DeAndre Washington. No Matt Breida, so eh, there's a miss I had. There's still, so I guess Breida's just not ever going to be a thing, I'm starting to believe. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's a shame. But they'll get Miles Gaskin back next week, and I they should. And I'm going to be very excited for that. And then the 49ers edge the Rams. Last second field goal. Mostert returns as well. 43 yards and a touchdown. Debo Samuel had 133 yards. Looked really good. And then for the Rams, fucking Cam Akers. 84 yards and a touchdown. Nine carries. Well, Daryl Henderson had 10. And had like 19 yards with those. <laughs> so hopefully we see a little more Cam Akers from here on out, huh? And then another close one by a field goal, the Pats. They take out the cards in a fucking ugly ass game. Not a whole lot to say. Kenyon Drake got a couple touchdowns. James White got a couple touchdowns. That's about it. That was about the game. That was about the game. And then in the Sunday night football game, the Packers just sandblasted the Bears. <laughs> just killed them. <clears throat> A-Rod had four TDs, spread it around nicely. You know, Alan Lazar, Devontae Adams. Uh, I believe Mercedes Lewis got one. And then Alan Robinson for the Bears, 71 yards, two touchdowns. He did his thing. And even David Montgomery went over 100 yards. Holy shit. So he looked all right. But overall, 
just a butt whooping by the Packers, and uh, you know they they got no competition in that NFC North right now because the Lions ain't it, the Bears ain't it, and the Vikings, eh, they might be a little bit better at this point than the Bears and the Lions, but they're too far down in the standings to really truly matter. So, whew, what a hell of a week. We're on to December. May I please have your attention? The store will be closing in five minutes. That is right. That is right. But before we go, before we go, let's do a little Monday Night Football prognosis, right? And then we got to hit up the Tuesday Night Football prognosis, right? For that delay, assuming we get it. Assuming we get it. But to begin, tonight we have... the Ooh, so I've been talking about this whole time. Week 12 would be over after Monday night, but no... Really, it's Wednesday that we'll be on a week. Because they will, ooh, that's tough. I didn't realize that. December 1st is Tuesday, and that's the Steelers-Ravens game. So, not quite moving on to week 13 and December at the same time, but close. So we'll just keep, we'll just keep it going. We'll just keep <laughs> And no, I'm not going to go back and redo all that shit. I realize it was a mistake. All that shit I said. Well, I thought I had it set up really good. But the COVID, the, the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers guys, the COVID gets me. Anyway. <laughs> Seattle at Philadelphia tonight. Seattle's D is playing better. And Philadelphia just seems a fucking dumpster fire right now. I'm worried about Miles Sanders. The offense is just... Ugh. But you can't not play Miles Sanders. And I do feel like this could be a Travis Fulgham bounce back game. But it's also going to be tough because now Carson Wentz has all his weapons back. But he's also not doing great things. So you, the, the problem is, is there for a while, Carson Wentz still wasn't doing a ton. But it was, you know, basically Travis Fulgham. So, of course, he's getting a bulk of the work. Now, Carson Wentz still isn't going to be, you know, doing anything crazy, it would seem. But... Now there's more targets to spread all that shit around to. So it's going to be tough. But I am banking on a Fulgham bounce back this week. That's right. And then for Seattle, I just play your studs. Carson should have a good game. Right, right. Lock it. Metcalf. Bow. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. And then, of course, again, like I said, the Tuesday night football game that I had forgotten about a little bit. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. They're going to try this again. Hopefully it works Tuesday night. Uh, Pittsburgh, for the, for their part, they're really only missing James Conner, fantasy-wise. So, I've got my eyes on Anthony McFarland, even though Benny Snell will be likely starting. I do think we'll get some uh, Anthony McFarland action in this one, and maybe he breaks it out. Because, I want to be honest, James Conner's been okay, but... Uh, they could really use some juice in that backfield, and I feel like Anthony McFarlane could give it to him. So, <clears throat> let's go Mike Tomlin. Defend every blade of grass. Every blade of grass. <laughs> Anthony McFarlane, there you go. And same old shit with the Pittsburgh wide receivers. You know the drill. You know the drill. They're all worth playing. It's just one of them might not do much for a week. You know, that's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. On the Baltimore side, they're just in trouble, people. I mean, no Lamar, Dobbins, Ingram, Andrews. 
Some of you might think, well, hey, let's play Gus Edwards or Justice Hill. Ah, let's see what happens. They're also missing Willie Sneed. Ish. Like, I just, you, you can't trust. Oh, I just feel it's, it's going to be a bad one. It's going to be a bad And it's too bad because really Baltimore, you know, they needed to get this game. They needed to put up a fight here and try and win this one because of their record. They're too far away in the division, but they needed to keep getting wins to make that wild card spot. And uh, now that's in jeopardy because they're likely to lose this one. They're going to be two games behind the Browns. So, <sighs> hate to say it, Baltimore fans, because uh, I like the Ravens too. But it would appear that they in some trouble this season. And the chances of them making the playoffs starting to dwindle a little bit. <sighs> but we'll see how it goes. All right, all right, all right. Let's go ahead. Let's close up shop. Get the fuck out of here. Because, hey, you know me. I need food and sleep, as always. And even if you didn't, if you didn't know I was recording this on Sunday night, you'd be like, why does he need food and sleep? Sleep. Because I don't get enough sleep. And I like to I like to nap during the day too. I'm not gonna lie, I like to nap, but I really do. I do, I kind of sleep in what's uh the segmented sleeping that people do. You know, I kind of do that on accident, <laughs> not really on purpose. Not trying to do that. Same thing with my eating habits or some that same way where the people do the uh I don't even know what it's called. To be honest, I I. I'm pretty sure I've heard it a few times. I should know what it's called, but I can't remember. <laughs> but the eating where you, you, you eat so much and it's in a window as opposed to you can eat all day long. You do it in a window. Kind of do that by accident as well. What the hell is that called? I don't remember. <laughs> what a rough fucking pot. But hey, it's been a crazy week. Crazy week. We just got done with Thanksgiving. Now, again, we're on to Christmas, on to December and after Tuesday, not Monday, after Tuesday, we'll be on to week 13. <laughs> but we are on to December. So, let's get the hell out of here. Do not forget, do not forget to check out my mini madness. It'll likely come out on Wednesday this week, just based on the Tuesday night game. Wait for that to get done. So, you know, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, something like that. We'll get out a mini madness. That's right. So don't forget to check that out. And keep an eye out on my Twitters, my Instagram for all other stuffs and contents. Just make sure you check it out. <sighs> all right. Well, thank you all once again for joining me, for listening. As always, it is so much appreciated. I really do. I don't know how many of y'all are out there, but I appreciate every single fucking one of you. And I'm going to get this Patreon going soon. My logo that I've been waiting on finally got finished. Now I'm just, uh, you know, trying to get all the stuffs taken care of. Yeah, meaning I got to pay this dude, number one. <laughs> but anyway, I will get this going. I'm going to set up a Patreon so we can start that. And hey, I'll be having a logo for some t-shirts and shit like that. So we got good stuffs coming. Good, good stuff's coming. All right. All right. <sighs> Getting a little, little sleepy. It's definitely time for the sleep. It's definitely time for the sleep. Okay. Okay. <sighs> All right, people. Get the fuck out of here.
So as always, stay safe, stay vigilant, and stay mad. Because all the best of us are, right? <laughs> and much love, much love. You know, can't forget that. I got love for my man, Caps. All right, everybody. Have a great, wonderful week. Get your Christmas decorating done. We're on to December. That's right. And we'll chat again very, very soon. Until then, that's right. Todd's off for now. Later! Later. 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 Later.